1: Go, Raider Nation, and welcome to Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grote, your home for Raiders news, notes, and information. Just Pod Baby can be found on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network, brought to you by SB Nation. Give me a follow at Twitter at Egroat5 and stay current with all the latest and breaking Raiders news over at silverandblackpride.com. My special guest this week is Tyler Dragon, who covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Okay, well, you got to be feeling pretty good right now, Raider Nation. It seems like things are really starting to fall into place uh, for the Raiders and their quest to make the playoffs. Now, last Sunday, you had the Chiefs lose, the Bills lose, and the Colts lose. Um, So that was a very good Sunday for the Raiders. And then last night on Thursday Night Football, the Steelers also went down to the Browns. So what does this all mean? As it stands right now, at this moment, the Raiders are the sixth seed in the AFC playoff picture. So that's where we're, I'm going to uh, begin tonight's episode. And and we're going to be taking a look at the landscape of the AFC playoff picture right now and take a close look at some of the teams that the Raiders are competing with and some of the possible scenarios. So first, let's start with within the division. The Chiefs have faltered lately. Um, and have kind of left the door open for the Raiders to still have a shot to compete to win the division title. That's something that maybe a couple of weeks ago didn't seem like it was a possibility. Uh maybe before Mahomes got hurt. That really changed some uh changed things. At 5 and 4, the Raiders are only one game back in the in the win column of the Chiefs. Looking at the remaining schedule for the Chiefs, it's it's not an easy schedule for them. They've got a they got a tough uh Next couple of weeks here. They have the Chargers this week. Then they're on their bye week, followed by a head-to-head matchup with the Raiders in Week 13. And that game is um, in Kansas City. Then they go on the road uh, to New England, which is one of the most difficult places to play in the league. Rounding out their season, they finish with Denver at Chicago and the Chargers again. So, the division is certainly not out of question, and, and like um, I was saying, that Week 13 game, that head-to-head matchup in Arrowhead could be huge. Um, there is a very good possibility, there's a you know very good chance that both teams will go into that game at 7-4, and four, tied for first place, battling for sole possession of first place. So I mean, wow, that's that's all I can say. That, that would be a huge, huge game for the Raiders. Uh, let's take a look now at, at some possible wild card scenarios. There's four to five teams that, uh, you know, I want you to kind of keep an eye on here the next uh, six weeks of the season. And those teams are the Bills who currently hold the five seed with a six and three record. The Colts at five and four, Steelers, five and five. Tennessee, 5-5, five and five, and then the Jaguars, who are 4-5. and five. Um, So this is actually a really good position that the Raiders find themselves in right now. If you take a look at the uh, playoff standings and, and the way it kind of looks now, they're in a very, very favorable position. Um, and the reason why is that they hold the tiebreaker over the Colts from the win that they had over them earlier in the season. And uh, secondly, they still have games remaining with uh, the titans and the jaguars so really if you think about it the raiders they control their own destiny and uh that's really what you want uh you don't want to have to rely on getting a bunch of help from other teams that's just that's never a, um an ideal situation so really it's 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 as good as it could be right now uh you know for a raider fan now i do want to spend a few minutes here just kind of um looking at looking ahead to um, those four to five teams that I mentioned, I want to take a look at their schedules and, and you know, comment on them. So um, we'll start with the uh, let's start with the Colts. Okay, um, they're currently the seventh seed. So I'm just going to kind of go in order as as they're seated. The Colts have games remaining with the Jaguars, the Texans, the Titans, the Bucks, the Saints, Panthers and they finish off with the Jags. That is not going to be easy. Good luck with that, Colts. Um, Not an easy road road at all remaining for the Colts. Um, Jacoby Brissett is back this week from that knee injury. Um, Again, I'm not as concerned with the Colts just because of that tiebreaker scenario. The Steelers, their schedule looks much more manageable um, with games against uh, the Bengals. The Browns again, the Cardinals, the Bills, Jets, and Ravens to end their year. Now, keep in mind they will be without their starting center for the next three games due to that suspension um, from that fight. Uh, Marquise uh, Pouncey, uh, he's going to be out the next three games, and you know he, he's a he's a very good offensive lineman for them. You um, know uh, they're already with their backup quarterback Mason Rudolph, so and he looked atrocious on Thursday Night Football. Tennessee, who beat the Chiefs last week, will face the Jaguars, uh, the Colts, they're at the Raiders the following week, Texans, Saints, and the Texans again. That's that's a tough stretch there. Uh, those last four games, they will not be easy uh, for the Titans. Uh, the Jaguars, who will be getting back Nick Foles this week, face the Colts, Titans, Bucks. Chargers, Raiders, Falcons, uh, Colts. So what you're what you're hearing here is that you know if you follow there closely, the AFC South division will, will pretty much sort itself out. They got a lot of head-to-head games. the Jags Titans and Colts have have a few head-to-head games with each other so they're going to be beating up on each other and and you know they're going to see if someone can uh, can catch the Raiders. And you know just for the heck of it, I do want to take a look at the Bill's uh, remaining schedule. Um, kind of a mixed bag here for the Bills. They have three easy ones left with the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Jets. Two two difficult games with uh, with the Ravens and the Patriots. And, and then one kind of so-so matchup. You never know what you're going to get with the Steelers. So, again, what does this all mean? You know, I could see the Raiders um, going as high as the four seed, you know, winning the division. It's a possibility. I mean, it sounds crazy, I know. Um but um, they could, and I could also see them, you know, squeaking into the playoffs as as a as a wild card team, you know, in in the five seed or the six seed, kind of depending on what what happens with Buffalo. So, bottom line here is the Raiders—they have it all right there for the taking. It's all right there for them in the next six weeks. Uh, the schedule is favorable. It's all kind of set up perfectly for them. They need to go out and take care of business. That's the bottom line. When we return from this quick break, I'm going to be going over the Friday Injury Report. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. And we are back here on Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grote. And I do have that injury report in front of me here. As we do every week, we're going to uh, go over some of the details of the report for both teams. We're going to start with the Raiders. Um, They've got two players listed as out. Lamarcus Joyner, who's going to be, it's a big loss. That is a big loss to that secondary. Um, And uh, swing tackle, David Sharp. They both have been ruled out. Um, That was the thought going into the week um, all along with Lamarcus Joyner. He did not practice at all. That injury did not look good that he suffered last week. He, you know, immediately pulled up uh, on the hamstring and just just went down like a, uh, you know, sack of potatoes. So, um, you know The expectation for me, anyhow, was that we probably weren't going to see Joyner this week. Hopefully, it's a game where um, the Raiders can, can handle it w- without him, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, the injury to David Sharp uh, is one to keep an eye on, only because Trent Brown is also listed as questionable. So, I would expect that he does play. Trent Brown was limited on Wednesday and limited on Thursday, did not participate in practice on Friday, so... Part of me says maybe that's just the Raiders being um, overly cautious with him, or is that a sign that you know something something flared up there overnight? So I'm not quite sure. He was labeled as questionable, so I'm going to assume that he does play. But if he does not play, it's probably going to be Brandon Parker who who's starting that right tackle. Um, you know, and that that's worrisome even against the pass rush. Um, that's as bad as as the Bengals it's still it's still a concern so that's something you want to keep an eye on as we get closer uh to game time uh return man Dwayne Harris uh you know he's been he's been injured it seems like all season has been very limited this year in in, in playing uh he was full on Wednesday limited on Thursday and did not participate on Friday he was also listed as questionable so uh, you've got two players out, two players questionable. It looks like everyone else is good to go. With the Cincinnati Bengals, they've got four guys listed as out. Um, obviously, AJ Green, who has not played all year, he suffered that setback. <coughs> excuse me, a couple of weeks ago, he had a setback, and so it looks like he may not come back at all this year. Uh, cornerback Dre Kirkpatrick, he uh, he is out with a knee injury. He could be out for the year. I read that today as well as rookie tight end Drew Sample, who is also a candidate for the IR. He is out, and the other player that is out is kind of a utility um, utility offensive lineman for the Bengals. He's a guard. Alex Redman, he is also out, and I believe he's missed the last two or three weeks uh, with, with knee and ankle injuries. There are two players listed as questionable for the Bengals. That is offensive tackle Bobby Hart, who is a non-starter, um, and... Big time defensive tackle for the Bengals, Geno Atkins. He's questionable. Was um, did not participate on Thursday. Was limited on Friday, so he gets the questionable tag. I would assume that he will be active uh, on Sunday. So that is your Friday injury report. Uh, make sure you check back uh, to SilverAndBlackPride.com. I each Sunday I put out the final injury report, so you can. Uh, you can find out more news on, on Trent Brown and uh, other players that are listed questionable um, You know on Sunday. Coming up next is my interview with Cincinnati Bengals reporter for the Cincinnati Inquirer, Tyler Dragon. Joining me on the line now is Tyler Dragon, Bengals reporter for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Tyler, thanks for uh, hopping on the line with me tonight. How are you doing?
0: Good. How are you doing
1: today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, You know, I was uh, starting to research the Bengals a little bit. I'll be honest, I have not watched them hardly at all this year. Um, But each week I like to kind of do a little homework on the team as I prepare for these interviews. We all know it's been a rough year for the Bengals. Uh, They are the NFL's lone winless team right now with, uh, you know, 0-9. They have a rookie head coach and Zach Taylor and you know because of they're off to because they're off to the the start that they are um you know they're in, they're in rebuild mode evaluation mode and that really took uh took place last week when they started Ryan Finley the rookie quarterback in favor of longtime quarterback Andy Dalton so i want to start right there my first question what did you see from Finley in his first start
0: well in, in your defense the Bengals haven't really uh, put out a, a good product on the field so a lot of people have not watched the Bengals yeah, this year. So. That's true. <laughs> but what what did I see from Ryan Finley? Um, he's still a very raw quarterback. I mean, uh, you can just look at two huge mistakes that he made last week. One was a pick six where he was late on the throw and threw it behind the receiver, and it just got taken back for a touchdown and he only completed 53% of his passes. Uh, he was only sacked a couple of times, but one of his sacks led to a, a scoop and score, and he just had slow feet in that play. So it's just going to uh, be more about repetition for him. You know, he's a rookie quarterback, obviously does not have a lot of experience. Uh, the Bengals are high on him, though. They like his potential, and this is an evaluation period for him. The Bengals want to see if he is their quarterback of the future, and if he is, then they're not going to draft Joe Burrow or Tua in the first round next uh, this coming draft. They're going to stick with uh, Ryan Finley, but if they do not like what they see on the field from him uh, through the rest of the season, then they are going to uh, go and get a quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see how – he performs here on out for the rest of the season because this is gonna this is a test for him. Uh, his first game against the Baltimore Ravens, that's not a, a cupcake at all. The Baltimore is one of the best teams in the National Football League, and they're uh, arguably the hottest team right now. And he had a rocky performance, to put it lightly. Uh, he had, like I said, two huge, costly turnovers, and he only completed – 53% of his passes, and that's of so mediocre.
1: Now, it, it might be a little unfair to kind of judge uh, Zach Taylor as a head coach based on these first nine games, but what has been your early assessment of Taylor, uh, you know, in his first year?
0: Um, he's a young coach. Uh, he has a good offensive mind and he likes to run 11 personnel which is three wide receivers one running back and one tight end but the way the Bengals roster is currently constructed it's not an 11 personnel system and it's not an 11 personnel roster because you have A.J. Green who has not played the entire year Um, you have John Ross who is just got a off IR but he's not going to be back until later next month and so you don't have a deep threat and you don't have a true number one possession receiver you have Tyler Boyd who's the Bengals best healthy receiver right now he leads the team in receiving yards and in catches but other than that you really don't have any reliable pass catcher and then Joe Mixon teams are keying in on the running game because You only have really one guy out there who is a a kind of Pro Bowl caliber, a a guy that can beat you, and that's Joe Mixon. He led the AFC in rushing last year, and teams are keying in on him each and every week. And that's why the Bengals rank last in the National Football League in rushing. Well, now they they don't rank last. I believe they're thirtieth now because Joe Mixon had a pretty good game uh, last week in Week Ten, but for the most part they have struggled running the football and that's because teams are stacking the box and forcing the Bengals to beat them through the air and the Bengals pass catchers really can't right now besides Tyler Boyd and Tyler Boyd is you know a possession receiver that does underneath routes and he really thrives in the slot.
1: Um, one of the common themes that keeps coming up around the Raiders this week uh, was the reminder that just a few years ago, the Raiders were 0-10. Uh, in fact, it was Derek Carr's rookie season when they started out 0-10. Um, so what can you tell me or tell us uh, about the mentality of this Bengals team right now? You know, are they, are they still going out there playing hard? Or, you know, have they kind of thrown the towel in, so to speak? You know, I've... I've one thing I want to put out there is I have taken a look at the schedule as well, and they've had a very, very challenging schedule. Um, the division is is tough with um, Pittsburgh, and, and you know Cleveland has been not as good as expectations this season. But they've also played the NFC West division with the Seahawks, Rams, Forty Nine ers. They've played Buffalo, now the Raiders. They've got a game of the Patriots as well. So, um, you know, what is the mentality like? Are they are they down and out, or are they still playing hard?
0: Well, you hear players in the locker room say that they are still fighting and they are playing for pride. And they also don't want to be part of history. Um, This Bengals team, uh, going back to last year, has lost 11 consecutive games. And that's tied for a franchise record. If they lose this weekend in Oakland, they will break that record and um, will have lost 12 games in a row dating back to last season. So they don't want to be... Part of history, the Bengals franchise—they have never had a uh, 0-10 season uh since 2000. Sorry, since 1993. In 1993, Bill Clinton was in his first term as president, <laughs> so that it was over two decades ago. And this Bengals team—they know that they do not want to be part of history, and they don't want to set new history <laughs> in a negative way. And if they don't beat the Raiders, that is exactly what's going on. So to answer your question, they are still playing for pride, and they are still fighting. Some of their games have been close. If you look at last weekend uh, versus Baltimore at Paul Brown Stadium, it was the polar opposite. Lamar Jackson just put on a show out there, and it was not close at all. That's more a byproduct because the Ravens are a very good football team, and this Bengals team is not. Uh, They've been decimated by injuries, and they just don't have the talent to compete with some of the better football teams in the league. But to their credit, they are still playing hard, they are still fighting, and this team has not given up.
1: Now, I do want to talk about the offense a bit, and you touched on, uh, you actually answered my question, but... um, I'm gonna kinda of follow that up with a with a, another part, but offensively the Bengals rank twenty sixth in total offense, uh, fifteen points a game. And one of the issues has been has been balance and you talked about that. The run game is near the bottom in the league in yards per game, and I know this very well because I'm actually a Joe Mixon fantasy owner and he's totally killed me this year. <laughs> <clears throat> um <laughs> But um, so, my question was, you know, what, why has he struggled so much? But you've already answered that. You talked about how teams are really keen, uh, keen in on him as, as the, the guy they have to stop. They, they've been stacking the box. Um, so, I guess my question now is um, I kind of want to focus more on the offensive line, I guess. Um, how have they held up, uh, you know, in pass protection?
0: Well, the offensive line has been much maligned and rightfully so. The left tackle situation has been a revolving door. At the very beginning of the year, you know, the Bengals drafted Jonah Williams with their top draft choice in the first round. And he's been out with a shoulder injury. Then they thought, okay, well, Cordy Glenn is going to be the left tackle. Well, this has been a fiasco with him with being in concussion protocol, whether he's milking his concussion, if he's healthy enough to play. Basically, Cordy it has not played this entire year. So then they were going with Andre Smith, and Andre Smith got hurt. And now they uh, have John Jerry there at left tackle. And Andre Smith is back, but John Jerry's playing a, at a little bit better clip than Andre Smith the left tackle position has just been a question mark almost for the entire year. And that's your most important offensive line position, uh, arguably with the center uh, spot. And then you have the left guard spot that's kind of been a revolving door too. at the beginning of the season, you had rookie Michael Jordan starting not to be uh, mistaken with the goat, Michael Jordan, basketball Ohio player. state, right? My- rookie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. Ohio state rookie. Uh, but then he got hurt, and he had some uh, rookie growing play, I mean, pain. Excuse me. So now they went with uh, Billy Price, the 2018 first round pick, and he's kind of stabilized that left guard spot. But it, he hasn't played very well. It's just been average at best. And then the best offensive lineman for the Bengals right now has been Trey Hopkins, the center. He's probably played the only offensive lineman that's played above average. And then you got the the right side of the offensive line. I mean, it's, it's been, you know, inconsistency there with uh, John Miller and Bobby Hart overall, the Bengals um, offensive line, they've given up 31 sacks. Andy Dalton was sacked 29 times before he was benched. And last week, Ryan Finley was sacked twice. So Overall, the offensive line, they have been pretty bad this season. And uh, with pass blocking and with run blocking, they've been even worse. So the offensive line has been terrible, and a lot of it is due to injuries. But then also, they just haven't been playing well, and they have not stepped up.
1: Tyler Dragon uh joining me on Just Pod Baby uh covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Enquirer. Uh let's talk about the defense a bit now. They are also ranked last in um, in yards allowed. Man, it's just all bad for the Bengals, isn't it, Tyler? I don't know what's more difficult, the players having to go play these games or the the guys like yourself who have to cover these these games every week. <laughs> I I commend you for uh you know, doing that every week, but uh they are ranked last in yards allowed. Um Tell us, you know, where, the, where does the bigger issue lie? Is it with the run defense, the pass defense? Uh, you know, Do they lack pass rush? Where's where If you had to pinpoint one area that has really been an issue on the defense, where is that area?
0: I'm going to say their inability to stop the run. I mean, the Bengals have given up over 170 yards a game on the ground. And if you cannot stop the run, that opens up the floodgates for everything, really. It opens up the floodgates for the pass, play-action pass, and the Bengals have been killed often by the run game, and then that's just going to set up the pass. I mean, as as you said, they rank 32nd in total defense. There are only 32 teams in the National Football League. They've given up nearly 430 yards a game. And most a lot of that is because they cannot stop the run. Lamar Jackson, I mean, you probably uh, saw it last week. He had the top play on Sports Center and all the sports channels running up and down the field for a 40-yard touchdown. And in week six, he did pretty much the same thing with a uh, historic performance. I uh, rushed for over 150 yards, if I'm not mistaken. And it's been like that week to week for the Bengals so stopping the run is their biggest problem and rushing the passer as you alluded to as well you know Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap they have not played that well this season Geno Atkins only has three sacks in the year you expect more production out of him and Carlos Dunlap he's been injured some he's only uh, played in seven games but he only has one sack so Your two-star defensive linemen only have four sacks between them, and the Bengals have 10 sacks overall in the year. So they cannot rush the passer, and they cannot stop the run. That's a recipe for disaster. All
1: right. I I usually like to kind of touch on the injury report as well, and I I do have it here in front of me. Um, There's three players that are listed as out dre kirkpatrick who i believe is is out for the year now um yeah uh, guard alex redmond and um rookie tight end drew sample who i also believe is a candidate for the ir um does redmond is he a starting guard for the Bengals?
0: Well, don't forget about A.J. Green. He's out. Oh, right, right, right. He's been out
1: all year, so I just kind of assume that people know that. But, yeah, correct. A.J. Green is also out. Um, Yeah, so my question is, um, starting with the O-line, you also had uh, Bobby Hart, who was questionable, along with uh, Geno Atkins. So, um, Mm -hmm. does does Redmond and Hart, are they both starters currently?
0: No, Redmond was a utility lineman, and uh, he's been a backup for most of the year. He did start a couple games and that was because they had some injuries at the uh, guard spot. But uh, Bobby Hart, he will play this weekend. He um, took first-team reps um, during Friday's walkthrough, so the Bengals do expect him to be in the lineup. And uh, Geno Atkins was also listed as questionable for the game. He'll be out there as well playing. There's pretty much precautionary reasons why he was listed on the um, game status report.
1: Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, final question I have for you here, Tyler. Uh, I like to end the interviews with a, with a game prediction. I, last time I looked, Raiders were, I believe, a 10.5-point favorite. Um, you care to throw out a game prediction for us with a score?
0: I have the Raiders winning 27-13. to 13, But I will say this. The Bengals have had some success um, versus the Raiders. They've won three in a row, ironically, uh, versus Oakland and their last win, ironically, was against the Raiders, and you have to go all the way back to December 16th of last year. That was the last time the Bengals had more point, points than their opponent, and it was versus the Raiders that Paul Brown Stadium. So they've had some success. They have tasted victory, and their most recent victory was against uh, the Raiders. So they have uh, that to uh, be optimistic about, but I don't – for CA happening last year means nothing uh when it comes to this year and I have the Raiders winning 27 to 13 on Sunday.
1: All right, there it is. Tyler Dragon, Bengals reporter for the Cincinnati Enquirer. Tyler, uh thank you again for uh joining me on Just Pod Baby. Um I hope you enjoy the game this weekend and uh keep up the good work.
0: Of course, I'm looking forward to being in Oakland.
1: That was Tyler Dragon of the Cincinnati Enquirer. and I think he gave us some, some good information there, some good insight uh, into the Cincinnati Bengals. One thing I did take away from that interview was his response to my question about you know the current state of the um, the Bengals their their mentality at Owen nine. Um, if you have followed any of the comments this week from Derek Carr, you heard him talk a lot about how, um, you know, he, he's very well aware and he understands, um, you know, what it's like to be in that position, to be winless um, and the struggle. But he you also heard him say that they are not taking this game lightly at all. Um, that seems to be a message that Gruden is driving home to this team, um, that, that all teams are dangerous regardless of record. There's a lot of good players over there on the other side of the ball. Um, so I think, you know, the Raiders are definitely not taking this game lightly. They respect everyone. They fear um, no one, and uh, you know they're going to be ready to go this week. One other um, side note that I didn't didn't get a chance to get to yet was um, Dion Jordan and DJ Swearinger, who were who was signed um, last week on Saturday. I think it was. They both are expected to uh, play this week, having only practiced. You know, for a few days, um, Paul Gunther said in his weekly press conference on Thursday that it's all hands on deck. So, um, I do expect to see uh, both Dion Jordan and Swearinger uh, make their Raiders debut this week. So, uh, hopefully they can, uh, you know, they have something in the tank and they can they can help this defense out. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Just Pod Baby. Thank you all for uh, tuning in and supporting me. I do have some programming notes for next week. I got a very special guest lined up, so you want to be sure to tune in for that episode. You don't want to miss it. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Hope everyone enjoys the game. I hope the Raiders can keep this thing rolling. And as always, just win, baby.